Meanwhile, at the Hall of Cage. Well, I'm one of those fortunate people who like my job, sir. Got my first chemistry set when I was seven, blew my eyebrows off. We never saw the cat again. Been into it ever since. <laughs> I did a bare 360 triple backflip in front of 22,000 people. It's kind of funny. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Somehow they managed to get every creeping freak in the universe in this one plane. Coffee and a muffin. Okay, so I need to establish themes. Maybe banana. That's a good muffin. So just quiet down, my little one, and call me dad. Get some balloons and go to the puppet show. Sorry, boss, but there's only two men I trust. One of them's me, and the other's not you. Do it now! Do it right now! I said so. I like that. Well, that reminds me of is like when I used to play Diablo 2 all the time and I'd push the buttons for all the characters and they would be like, time to die, time to die. And it's been like all these different people just, and I would just spam that button continually. <laughs> you spam the Jason button in Diablo? Yeah. Jason! Time to die. Jason! <laughs> time to die. Oh, we, hey, we, I think we get a pretty good bop going with that. But Jason! Time to die. <laughs> the other joke about that game was always you would play a, a barbarian who did nothing but shouts and people would be joking about like can somebody find the barbarian and all I can hear is hurt, 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 hurt. it's like someone help that man he's choking someone's having a struggle with a poop in the background <laughs> yes I uh I poop a lot yeah <laughs> that's good I mean, that's you, gotta, you gotta keep it regular, regular. Yeah. yeah I mean no, you kind of have, have to schedule in the morning yeah. my alarm goes off at nine <laughs> I wake up mm. from 9 to 9.15 is pooping time. Yeah. 9.15 to 9.30 shower time. Then it's off to the shop. You need a... <laughs> 10 o'clock, it's hammer time. <laughs> need a, need a, you need a... Oh, it's always hammer time. You, you need a... It's pooping time. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> I, I have my 10 o'clock meeting every day. Uh-huh. So, you know. Well, I used to... Cocaine, be- heard. Yeah, no. totally. We've got that nice mirror in the, in the bathroom. So if anybody that I work with is listening to this is now going to be very suspicious. I used, to, I used to have like a midday pooping time when I had a different job. Because, you know, boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. So you always poop on company time. Oh, exactly. hell yeah. Uh, but now... Now I am the boss, so I poop before company time because I'm fucking busy. <laughs> Me, it's uh, getting some water, chugging it, and then go right on to the bathroom. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, it, it gets you going. <laughs> Good old water poops. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, coffee poops. And uh, yeah. So here on Cajun Greatness, <laughs> we like to we like to say regular. That's that's all yeah. we're saying. Oh yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Cajun Greatness, the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Oh, that's original. That's copyrighted. <laughs> We're getting sued. <laughs> We're getting another DMC. So what happens when I hit a hundred points? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, I just said that. Just but I want that. it to matter. Look, if they didn't crack down on us for using Cult of Personality when Punk came back, and they didn't crack down on us for doing that parody of the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, which is not covered under fair use. That's just us taking their music and redoing it. Like it could, it could sort of be a parody because it's impression. Like I'm using the same word. It's a real gray area, right? If they hadn't cracked down on us for that, or the or the the Cajun karaoke bits that we do, I was about to say, but that is parody though. The the Ballstones bit. <laughs> well, we're not parodying them or the song or the content of the song. It's very loose because we're using the same song based purely on the fact that it says impression in the title. So it's not actually a parody. It's more like a, it's more like a pastiche. Uh, which is not covered under fair use technically. It's the baseline uh, is different. If if it would have if the song still would have been called like I don't know some sort of play on yeah like if if we were making fun of the song itself with our version of the song we are parodying that. But Guys, we're not Weird Al, right? And like yeah. Weird Al shit actually it's it's that's a gray area too. Uh, because a lot of times if he like for the Nirvana song that was parody he was parodying Nirvana. But the fact that no one can understand their lyrics. Mm-hmm. But with like Michael Jackson, when he did Eat It, there's nothing about that song, Weird Al's version, that is a, talking about mm-hmm. Michael Jackson. He just took the dude's uh, music. So, you know, again, real gray area. 
Use the vanilla ice excuse. The baseline was different. He got sued <laughs> to shit in back and had to pay a lot of money. Okay, good point. And his whole thing was, no, 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 there goes ding, 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 and our goes ding, 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 ting. It's that little ting. That's a quote. That little ting. And the ting was the change hitting the ground as he was dangling out of a fucking window. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's, he got sued to hell and back for that. He was also haunted by the ghost of Freddie Mercury for forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And David Bowie now, too. Yeah. I don't watch Fox News. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I just watch the History Channel. I just say shit. You just got to deal with that, Jeremy. <laughs> so today on Cage Grits, we actually uh, did watch a Nicolas Cage movie. Yes, we did. Bringing our average up, you know. Woo! I think this is my second time on the podcast that I've been on for a Nicolas Cage movie. I was about to yeah. say. Yeah. I feel like you have been on more, but for yeah. an actual Cage film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was on one of the impression games. Fun. Which we need to make sure to get him back for the next one. Because <laughs> yeah, it's fun. How did you like Ken's impression of Shawn Michaels in the last one, by the way? Uh, Have you got to that episode? I haven't gotten to that episode yet. <laughs> I, I had no idea who it was. <laughs> That's what you told me, no yeah. Clue. I mean, it's fair. Yeah. But <laughs> it's I, funny. Got, I mean, I was, still, I was still getting through the uh, batteries not included because I loved that movie, too, when I was a kid. So, I you know, know, right? It was, it was you great. know, apparently that movie scared me when I was a child, like a baby. Really? Like, my, according to my parents, at oh, least. Oh, okay. I'm watching it now. I was like, wow, I was a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Wow. Well, I mean, I got scared by Ernest Scared Stupid, but I was six, and that troll is fucking terrifying when he's turning kids into wooden statues. Yeah, yeah. that was creepy, though. Yeah. My, like, I, I don't... I. Yeah, I think that creeped me out too when I saw it as a kid. Now it's one of my favorite movies. Batteries not included, allegedly, scared me, Shim. (laughs) So, of course, Ernest Scared Stupid probably made me poop my pants. (laughs) Uh, My my childhood fear fear thing has to be, and this was the weirdest one we could never figure it out. I was always scared of the giant ass dog at the end of Sesame Street. I just start crying when it came on TV. I don't know why. I mean, because it's like, I guess baby's just not normal. It's like, it's a giant fucking dog. It's terrifying. <laughs> like, you call Clifford outside in real life. Yeah. You would be, I'd be scared. Jesus is kind you dog. What if he thinks he's a fucking lap dog? You're done. Oh, yeah. This episode done. brought to you by the letters P-U-S-S-Y. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched a Nicolas Cage film. Yes. <laughs> we will get to eventually. Uh, we watched Honeymoon in Vegas. Now, I have never seen seen the film proper. I don't think any of us had. I'm not. Uh, I know Jeremy and I mentioned that we both saw like the back five minutes when we were super young. Yep. Uh, But yeah, like, so we're going to do what we do normally do. We're going to go around. We're going to give our ratings uh, a brief, you know, description of what we think of the movie. Then we'll talk about it. Uh, It's really like as far as plot goes, there's not a lot of plot. But we'll get to it. Uh, so I mean, a lot happens. A lot but happens. The plot is, you know, tiny, but they stretch that bitch. Let me tell you, it is indecent proposal, but funny. That's pretty much yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, Cannon. Yes. What did you think of Honeymoon in Vegas? Um, for my first time seeing this movie, and I, I mean, the whole like. Uh, when all Elvis's popped up, that's when I was like, oh yeah, definitely seen some trailers of this when I was younger. But um, I actually had a really good time. Like, I I laughed a lot more than I thought I would. And like, prior to watching this while I was at work and you know, not having an order at that time, I decided to check out the cast list and that got my curiosity even higher. And right now, I am sitting at a three and a half. Nice. Three shakes and one half roll, mama. <laughs> Shaking my dick. <laughs> I love you, Effie. That shit was hilarious. That he was listens great. to the show, obviously. Absolutely. We have a lot of very famous people who enjoy the show. <laughs> but John Cusack can go fuck himself. <laughs> you heard us, Cusack. We're calling you out. God, the shimmy is calling you out. <laughs> I, I'm actually a fan of America's Sweetheart. He talks shit Cusack. about Con Air. <laughs> High Fidelity is one of my favorite movies, though. I really like that Stephen King when he did that written 13. Was that 1408? That's the one, yeah. I like that movie. That's a solid movie. Had Sam Jackson in it. Yeah, Yeah. he was great. Jeremy, what did you think of Honeymoon in Vegas? I had a blast, actually. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, It definitely was like, you know, 90s rom-com with 
high octane at times and then just outright hilarity I, i'm sitting at probably like a four maybe almost like four and a half i'm like i'm probably gonna stick at four for the now but it might change over time but i just it was generally a good time like yeah, yeah i remember seeing the skydiving sequence like just one day randomly and i i know like most of my older friends have, have seen it all says you know they enjoy it so yeah i feel really good i'm probably gonna stick with a four right now okay nice Emilio. Yes. What do you think about it? Uh, I'm going to go with Canon, three and a half. This was my first time watching it, too, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, especially watching with a group of people. <laughs> so that, that for me, I, I enjoyed it more than I think I would have if I watched it by myself. That's fair. Yeah. I think a lot of these movies, we actually really benefit from watching it with a group. Because mm-hmm. like, if I had watched Ginger Dead Bad Man by myself. <laughs> you probably would have been afraid of something. <laughs> I would have ignored a lot of it. Like, I would have been on my phone for half of it. Um, but, you know, watching with friends is nice. That's, that's my, the biggest reason I love doing this, because I get to watch movies and talk shit about them with my pals. There you yeah. go. Uh, so as far as Honeymoon in Vegas, I liked it. I enjoyed it very much. There were a couple bits where I was a little, a little cringy. But yeah. I mean, it's the 90s, so I'm trying to, you know, trying to let that go. Um, there, there was that bit at the end where... And we'll get to it, but when Sarah... I don't like Sarah Jessica Parker. I, I've never appreciated her. Why? <laughs> well, we'll get to that later. I mean, I don't know. I, just, I, don't, I don't like her in stuff most of the time. Like modern things. Um, but, uh, you know. Yeah. That's, just, that's a preference thing. That's her. That's not like Rebel Wilson where her very existence just irritates me or <laughs> you know, something like that. Um, fan of the show, Rebel Wilson. Yes. <laughs> Ex-fan no of the show, now Rebel gonna, Wilson. Do we have to make a list now? Is this going to be like kind of like my list of people that I've apparently pissed off? Is this going to be like John Cusack? <laughs> no, it's just my list of enemies. Oh, it's like yeah. Pat already. I'm the Eddie Kingston of the podcast. <laughs> Pat oh. already has one. Oh, okay. <laughs> For you specifically. Oh. He has your list already of people you have. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. He knows. Please, yeah. John Cusack, <laughs> do not find me. Uh, but that being said, she was really good in this. Yeah. she like This is the most I've ever liked uh, Sarah Jessica Parker in stuff. Um, yeah, it's it's like Meg Ryan's the same thing. I don't like many Meg Ryan movies. Hmm. It's just it's just odd. Like, my dad hated Julia Roberts. Hmm. Uh, he said her mouth was too wide. That was it. That was the re- my father was not a, a smart or pleasant person. Was that he a fan of Aerosmith? Uh, no, he loved Fleetwood Mac. Uh, he hated fucking Steven Tyler's big fat mouth, too, I bet. Well, I saw some article today about some woman in Guinness Book of World, World Records having, like, the largest mouth, so he would definitely have despised that one. Oh, probably. <coughs> well, my father hated just women in general. Oh, okay. Um, but, like, I mean, I liked Sergeant Parker this a lot. Nick Cage was, was really good. Uh, his character's kind of a, you know, like, they, they, they could have gone way darker with it. Like, he was played off as a fuck-up, which is good, because the whole scenario is, is not good. Yeah. No. <laughs> not good at all. Oh, no. And then James Caan is there, uh, which I thought, yeah, for the most of the movie, he was too light. I was like, yeah, he's not a bad enough guy mm-hmm. for you to really root against him, considering how much of a fuck-up Cage is in this. And then he went full, like, evil James Caan in the last 20 minutes. Was yeah, like, okay, yeah. there you go. That fixes that. Uh, but overall, I, I enjoyed this movie. I had a good time. I, I laughed. I enjoyed the visuals. Um, three and a half stars. Sick. Fucking <laughs> awesome. So here's the plot of the movie. This is the overall story of what happens in the film. And then we'll get into the specifics like we do. Uh, Nick Cage has mommy issues and doesn't want to get married. His girlfriend, Sarah Jessica Parker, wants to get married. Their relationship deteriorates in a montage until he agrees to get married. They go to Vegas. James Caan sees Sarah Jessica Parker, looks just like his dead wife. So he orchestrates a crooked card game and suckers in Nick Cage into losing a lot of money so that he can say, well, don't worry about the money. Just let me spend a weekend with your girlfriend. And he tries to convince Sarah Jessica Parker to marry him. And he almost succeeds while also uh, using his vast connections to keep Nick Cage away. And then Nick Cage jumps out of an airplane dressed as Elvis and wins Sarah Jessica Parker back. And that is the movie. The end. Yeah, and, and he concedes to the whole trying to get her because he jumped out of a plane. Right. He's like, oh, yeah, that guy jumped out of a plane. He's probably that's got a gun right. on him, too. Yeah, so that's it. Anyway, we'll see you all next week. Yeah. Right. Have a good night. Let, let's talk about the, like, opening, what is it, three minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
Let's Man. talk about they get like direct with the mommy issues, mm. hard. Yeah. Like like wow. Mm-hmm. Like that that for a second I was like, oh, oh no, what is this? <laughs> what is gonna happen? And then like a really cool animated bit happens, which I've seen that style of animation as an intro for another movie. I just can't remember what the fuck it was. But, I mean, not like, you know, the same bit, but the no, same animation yeah. style. I got a really strong, like, National Lampoon's vibe from watching that yeah, animated bit. Yeah, there was a bit of that. Yeah. Um, like, a lot of 90s movies had that opening animated sort of intro. One of my favorite movies, Brain Donors. Yeah. yeah. But that was and more claymation. claymation. That was claymation. Yeah. But, like, it was very, like, similar sort of animated intros for things. Yeah. But. But it was neat. <laughs> But and this and this <laughs> this part of the movie that you would think would be like really like 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 somber fucking like sad moment, like Nick Cage is there with his obvious dying mother, and then just, what do you say like son? Prom- basically, promise me you'll never get married. Yeah, promise me you'll never get married. No woman could ever love you like I do. And then I and y'all re- I looked at every one of y'all yeah. like what the fuck is happening? I, I was also very. Uh, I did not enjoy that. <laughs> She just goes straight dead eyes, like <laughs> nothing. Like, she just stops just, moving. Yeah, just like fucking dead, like stage production theater dead. Yeah, right. right. Uh, um, and then here's a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> now, thirty years later, it was abrupt. This is a lot weirder, I think, of an opening than it would have been in the nineties. Because again, you're just coming out of the eighties, where like Revenge of the Nerds, where half of the jokes are sexual assault of some kind. And Porky's, where half of the jokes are sexual assault of some kind. <laughs> and, and I could make this joke another, like, six times with six different movies, but we get the gist. Uh, things have changed in 30 years, because this is the 30th anniversary of the movie. This movie came out in 1992 in August, which is why we have picked it for this. Oh. Yeah! Is, is it because we're just, like, becoming old fucks? Because this movie looks like it came out in 82. <laughs> uh, there I were mean, bits where I was like, wow, this looks... Old. <laughs> I'm seen old. Lots and lots of 80s and 90s movies. I can verify that this looks like a mid 80s film. <laughs> yes. Well, like, what, I agree. Right? Yeah, this is so, 90s, yeah. Like, yeah. Your production quality is still going to be eight, late 80s ish. Like, it wasn't bad. Like, Low grade shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, like, remember, like, Street Fighter came out two years after this and lo- it looks fantastic comparatively. I know it's got the best visual effect of a boat going invisible ever. It sure yeah. does. That movie's badass. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Wonder um, Woman's jet be damned. Yeah. Also, one thing that might have contributed is that this was only available in standard definition. Bastards. Yeah, is there a Blu ray? I, I don't it. even think so. Um, <laughs> But, like, because think of some of the other movies that came out in the 90s, and a lot of them have much better production quality. Terminator 2. <laughs> yeah. So this was, this I, this feels like one of those, like, they're using old shit because their budget's not Oh, yeah. I mean, to me, the parachute scene at the end, it looked like it was a made-for-TV movie type of effect. Yeah, like, yeah. when, when uh, Cage and the other guy are both falling, right. and I, I feel like I was waiting on either Bill and Ted from Bogus Journey, <laughs> or uh, Lou Ferrigno as the Incredible Hulk, like, falling out of a helicopter next to them. Right. From the Death of the Incredible Hulk. It was that effect. You could see the wire on the one, like, Elvis, when they were having the talking scene, and he was like, yeah, and he just pulls yeah. the cord. Oh, man. A part of me still kind of appreciates that corny-ass shit, though. Oh, no, it was super fun. I like yeah. the, the Bill and Ted scene from Bogus Journey, where they're falling into hell. Mm. Same thing. Black backdrop. They're just both sort of hanging there, waving their arms very unconvincingly. I'm going to hurt some more feelings. Okay, go ahead. I still have not seen those all the way through. That's fair. Wow. I need to. I've got I the I DVDs. To. They're great. I love Bill and Ted. Yes. I'm, I'm sure I'd enjoy them. Yeah, no, you'd like the hell out of them. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so his mom dies and says, don't marry anybody else because you're my baby boy. And that fucks him up. <laughs> and everyone just sort of accepts it because 30 years ago, <laughs> any idea of actual mental health is <laughs> like Sarah just, of course, like, you should see a therapist. Goes, no, I'm fine. I'll work it out. Well, she even mentions it like later in the movie when uh, <laughs> she's talking, like, the, the guy's trying to convince her that Cage is like a terrible boyfriend. And she even says, like, he's got some mental problems. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I guess it turned him into a pretty good uh, private detective. At least, yes, no, he's very good at that. Which, when as the movie kept going, completely forgot that's what he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, <laughs> it was like considering the whole thing was him trying to get to where James Caan and his, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker were, and he's he's just asking around blatantly. Like that's against his, what he should have had as detective trait. Like he's really mm-hmm. good at it. 
and then he just forgets all the shit he knows. He was blinded by love. He was that yeah, fucking flustered. Right. I mean, like, I, that's that's a good explanation. Head cannon. We're head cannoning honeymoon invasion <laughs> with <laughs> cannon. Wait, are, <laughs> we're trying to get into the head of Nicolas Cage's character at that point. We right. here at Cajun Greatness are about fucking dissecting every nook and cranny of uh, the film. We're just going to yes. John Malkovich. Every this movie shit? we yes. watch, we are we are every detail except Raising Arizona. Every movie, <laughs> we are into that film. I love Raising Arizona. We it's enjoyed great. it too. Oh. Yeah, we just didn't talk about it much. No, and we've said it several times, and this isn't going to be one of those times, but there are some movies that, aside from us just going, this was really good, you should watch it, there's not a lot we can do. Yeah. Um, because like this is not a dissect the movie and talk about the themes show. We opened but I just told time. them that's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> like we opened this episode with ten minutes of talking about our poop. <laughs> so you know you get what you get. Uh, but this movie was like raising his nose. It's a running joke. Yeah. Um, which of course Jeremy knows, having been here from the beginning. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because it's just all he's always been here. He's the caretaker. So it's your fault too. I've just what <laughs> I can't help it. Right. I've been living in the vent for like the last few weeks. That was a pretty infamous episode too, because that was also the eight minutes of. <laughs> uh, we had to edit some of that because just that was the gorilla grip pussy. Oh debacle. dear God! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was oh, horrifying. Man. That was a turning point for the show. Oh yeah, fuckers! I'm here too. Forgot? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Cannon. Sorry, that Cannon guy. You can fucking stand in that Cannon corner for a second. I'm gonna fucking hang out. Hey, what's up, Emilio? Hey, Frank. How's it going? Man, Sorry. I'm, I'm just fucking. It's hot. I'm still delivering mail. Sorry, we couldn't mail talk during the movie, buddy. Mail never fucking ends. Newman had it right. I swear to God. Hey, Frank. You remember when you you uh, bitched about the Raising Arizona episode on Facebook, and we have used that to make fun of you since then? No, I don't recall that at all. Gaslight me, motherfucker. I'm going to use this can of Raid to get rid of you, sir. <laughs> oh, shit, sorry. Fuck you. Okay, <laughs> you take the shit back. God damn it, man. The hair. Fuck. Okay. He has no damn. feelings for that. I love this show. So Nicolas Cage is crazy. And he's yeah. finally like, let's go get married. So they go to Vegas. James Conn... Uh, is a, a professional gambler, uh, has connections, apparently an unpleasant person. Pretty much just James Caan. He's James Caan, exactly what you expect James Caan to be in a 90s romantic movie. Loved grabbed, in Hawaii, though. He <laughs> grabbed Mutt by the balls. Yeah, yeah, poor Tony Shalhoub. Man. Um, so he sees Sarah Jessica Parker, and she looks exactly like his dead wife because his dead wife in the flashback is played by Sarah Jessica Parker which is very was helpful. It? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Wow, I couldn't fucking tell. Oh yeah. Ah, yeah. I, it was, it was, was fuchsia and there was a wig and she was looking off to the side. Oh yeah. yeah. We, got, totally we got that side profile, get that foot face. It's like I thought that's what they were doing but even I couldn't clock it. I was like, "What's that?" Also big giant sunglasses. Like it wasn't super clear. They were trying to make it like, "Well, she's very similar." It was just her. It was just her. For a second, I mean, I knew there was like him thinking about his wife in his head, but the, I didn't catch that at first. I was like, "Why did this fucking movie get black and white all of a sudden?" <laughs> it's like I'm not complaining, but just like give me a warning. Looking at you, love and thunder. <laughs> that wasn't why the movie sucked. I'm just sorry. <laughs> I've actually sold several copies of that arc of Thor the past couple weeks to people who came in and said, I didn't much like the movie. Well, here, you want to try this instead. And I, I sell them the book. And they've come back and like, that was so much better. Why did they do that? I'm like, I know. <laughs> why did they just do that? <laughs> it's okay. Just, just calm down. No. It's for the children. <laughs> James Conn sees Sarah Jessica Parker's like, uh, this is a sign from from above. Yeah. Like seven floors above. Tony Shalhoub got me in Penthouse A. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I have to do to get with this girl. And so he organizes a back alley card game and invites Cage to and just sort of suckers him in to the point where Cage owes him sixty five thousand dollars. Yeah. Now this is my biggest sticking point with the logic of this film. It's a private game. Mm-hmm. What's to stop Nicolas Cage from going to marry Sarah Jessica Parker, getting on a plane, and just fucking bailing? 
Aside from like they they intimated there was mob connections, like oh you could get hurt physically, but like that's not really the case. Like it's not he didn't know the casino money. It was all just chips. It was all just chips that were given to him by James Khan. It was just James Khan intimidating him into being like you owe me money. But James Khan's not that damn intimidating in this movie. Like they wrestle later on and Cage is winning. That was something that like I wrote that in my notes is like. He technically borrowed money from the man he owes money to in a game where no one actually put money up. Yes, there's there's mm. nothing at all keeping him there owing anybody anything. Like it's it's absolutely just to move the plot forward. Yeah. I have a strange theory on that. Huh. If we want to go ahead and go there. Absolutely. Go well, you know, we jump around, that's what we do. Um jump around. if we remember, you know, and he sets he sets up these back alley games at the end of the movie. He's just like, ah, let him go. He jumped out of a plane. It's over. Uh, set up another game. D- does he do this all the time? Yeah, they say well, he's a professional gambler, and he seemed to know the other guys that were in there. Yeah, but no, I'm not talking about the game. I'm assuming like him just like spotting someone that reminds him of his wife. Oh, and no. just continues no. to do. No, that. I think that was just him. Uh, I think that was to show that he's giving up. He's just getting back to his gambler lifestyle. Mm. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> he like takes insurance policy out on the woman and lets her die, and then collects. This it. is this is where I like, uh, kind of, like I think like you know, I feel like it worked that he didn't seem menacing. That menacing. I mean, at least to Cage, he seemed menacing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then like. When he was a Sarah Jessica Parker, you know, he's got his eye on the prize. He's going to charm his way there. And fucking he basically succeeds at one point. And then, you know, later on when, you know, he's about to, I guess, lose her or whatever. And then that's when, you know, Captain Dickhead comes out and just, hey, now, I mean, I I, I do agree, though. I feel like if they wanted to hammer it home, I'm not saying he could have been a little more menacing, maybe. I mean, he was like just like grabbing her and like manhandling her. Was like, hey, you, whoa! Like, and like nobody's just stopping him. I guess he has like that much like stake. Again, like and everyone, it was the nineties. And it was the nineties. Yeah. everyone, everyone fucking loves him in um, where, where were they? Hawaii. In? Hawaii. Yeah. And it, yeah, they even yeah, said I like just, he's a good guy. Everyone loves him here. I just like like not with her to because he's trying to. He's trying to convince her to marry him, and when she starts backing out, he sees that it's almost done. That's when he gets mean with her. Yeah. I just felt like there should have been more, like, more evil throughout the, like, just a couple sprinkles here and there. Because yeah. there are a bunch yeah. of times where he's, like, he's clearly, like, manipulating things, but it doesn't feel menacing. Like, the most menacing it gets up until the last bit is when he starts lying to her. Like, no, no, he, he traded, he offered you up, and it was just three grand. It was crazy. But even that's just lying yeah. compared to, like, throwing her around and threatening her with, like, nobody says no to uh, whatever his name was. Tommy Corbin. That's Tommy Corbin. Nobody he, says no to James Kahn. Like, he, uh, he was just a sociopath. Yeah, I just feel like that that could have been shown a bit more here and there. Like, like yeah. the opening scene with him grabbing Tony Shalhoub by the balls and squeezing because the president of Brazil is in the penthouse he wanted. More of that. Like, yeah. one or two things like that throughout the rest of the movie. Would to remind you. More sack squishes. Yeah. Yeah, more sack squishes. Yeah. Just all, all like, the time. Like, even just one guy being like, like, Mr. <clears throat> Corman, I'll get you the money I owe you soon. And then he, like, has him beaten up or something. <laughs> well, like, they have that scene where he's, like, at the pool. And then he's talking to the pool guy. And he just tells him something about, like, you know, oh, the sun kills people. And then gives him money and sends him on his way and it's like i can't tell if you're being a dick or if you're just being nice because i don't know what you just tipped that guy well because like he's sad about his wife so that instantly gets you sympathy but this is essentially the bad guy of the movie yeah so like it should have been more that his wife left him 30 years ago or whatever it was instead of died of skin cancer so i I don't know it was just that was odd Mm -hmm. it felt like it was from a few previous drafts of the script how far away are we removed from, like, the Godfather movies? Uh, this is 92. When were the Godfather movies? Earlier 80s, like, late I'm gonna, 70s. I'm going to hot take this. I never liked any of those movies. Yeah, I mean, but I'm, just, I'm just curious if maybe it's, like, he's trying to go for, like, mobster, and they're, like, hopefully in this time period, people were still just like, oh, this guy's a monster. He might kill someone. I- I'm going to look at his filmography. Somebody else say stuff. Wasn't he in The Godfather? James Caan, I think he was. Well, I meant like in terms of like what's around this to see like the trajectory well, of his career. Oh. Uh, I was wondering, I'll say it was probably that in like what Scarface is somewhere in the 90s. No, Scarface was 83. 83? Uh, okay. Shaman, let me tell you. He had just come out of 
Wow, a lot of these are not good. <laughs> when was Miller's Cross? Godfather Part Two was seventy four. So this is oh okay. Oh, okay. So we are years later. That's older than I thought. Uh, so he's like Rollerball and the one with Shane McMahon. Yep, that's the one. No, like two years before this, he was in Dick Tracy. That right. movie fucking rules. And then I he, like was, that he movie. was also in Misery. Oh I yeah, I still have not seen Misery. I and so either. yeah, yeah, yeah like. It's, it's not that he was like typecast at this point. I'm just curious if there might be like any like mobster films around the time that people that, that was like maybe that's what they were trying to go for. It's like he's just but throughout the movie I kept having this thought of, you know, if they remade this movie today, they would totally just make him some like tech billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So when did Indecent Proposal come out? I don't know. I'm looking like, I've never seen that movie, but I mean, I know the the bit of that movie. Right. It was like mid next year, actually. Oh. Holy shit! This was before. Yeah. <laughs> Wowzer, Bowser. <laughs> it was a. I was, I, Suck it, Woody Harrelson. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know in some of the homework stuff I was doing, like for the movie, movie, I wrote like the stuff that came out like around that same time was like Unforgiven. Uh, a League of Their Own, Three Ninjas, Sister Act, <laughs> and Batman Returns. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Movies that came out that same weekend included Pet Cemetery 2, mm-hmm. Twin Peaks Firewalks With Me, and Freddy as FRO7. What? I have no idea what that is. Yo, you know, A League of Their Own is a show now? Yeah, yeah. they're making a show. Yeah. On Amazon. I haven't okay. seen that movie in a while. I love that movie. Okay, so movie. the guy who wrote week. and directed Honeymoon in Vegas is Andrew Bergman. He uh, he did the original screenplay that became Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of Mel, Bo- Mel Brooks people in this movie. Uh, he also did Fletch with Chevy Chase. Uh, what else? He's Freshman. You know, I have so that. Dish. I haven't seen it. What? <laughs> Fletch. It has like a... It came in... I saw it at a fucking like a... It's like a flea market. It came in like a, mm-hmm. a clamshell case, but it was a Blu-ray. He huh. went on to do strip tease. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> ah. And I think that was, I think that was his last movie. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Frankenstein's monster was in this, and uh, the Elvis was the mm-hmm. one of the guys in Blazing Saddles. Yeah, uh, that Elvis was. Which one? <laughs> the, 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 the one that was talking, the, the one that was like... On the plane, you mean? Roy Bacon. That was, that was Burton Gillum. Yes. Yeah, he was uh, he was the lead flying Elvis. He was from Blazing Saddle. Yeah. Okay. And also <laughs> That's where Peter I saw Boyle, him. Chief Orman. God. Man. This movie had so much Elvis in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, that little Elvis was actually Bruno Mars. I know. Yeah. Yeah. For real? Yes. Yeah, that was, oh, that my was God. Bruno Mars. Like, I, that's, I freaked out because I looked um, up the cast list, and I was like, wait a minute, fucking Bruno Mars is in this? No way. I that's was just fantastic. making the joke. I, it looked like <laughs> him. And I'm like, Holy that shit. That was that he's Bruno Mars. The, uh, the other Mel Brooks connection was uh, the woman that played Nicolas Cage's mom. She was married to Mel Brooks at one point. Oh. oh. I thought you were going to say, actually married to Nicolas Cage. I'm like, wow, that makes sense. <laughs> no. But, I mean, Cage did marry a Presley after this movie. Yeah, he I know. Yeah. He got the best fucking memorabilia he couldn't <laughs> fucking get I suppose that's weird and then she said give up all your Superman stuff for Scientology and he said fuck that shit um, I, I mean I love my boy Conrad Thompson but he kind of did the same thing and he like married into the, the Flair family yeah. well yeah he, did, he the, married one uh, of his favorite wrestling daughters the very la- the other Mel Brooks <laughs> thing that Conrad. I know is um, Cage's office when he's a private eyes on the same floor as the producers oh that's fun and uh Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker is married to Matthew Broderick, who was in the and remake the producers. of the producers. Yeah, yeah, and who also uh, killed two people. Oh in an my! Irish yeah. Road. Wait, what? Yes, that happened. Oh, you, you don't, know, you don't, know, I don't know this one. Really? Yeah. It was a car wreck. Oh. He doesn't remember yes. what happened, but he walked away, and the other two people in the other car did, uh, not. did not. So he's a sleeper agent. Could be. Okay. Yes, he's the Winter yeah. Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> His programming kicked in. Manchurian Candidate. Yeah. Yeah. Fully, yeah. Yeah, it's just the musical Manchurian Candidate. Right. <laughs> it's a great idea for a movie. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I hate everything about this. <laughs> so yeah, where did we leave off? Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I think. Right. 
Do you know I never liked that movie either? James Conn. What fucking do you like, Shiv? I like a lot of things. I like You do, you do. Look at everything we reviewed. I like it. Most of these things I like more than everybody else on the damn show. Hey, I'm the one that has the highest rating right now. I'm just saying, it is a running joke that my ratings are usually at least a point higher than everybody else's. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> we were talking about the the bad guy's not so menacing. <laughs> no, he was not menacing. No, James Cobb was not that menacing until like the last five minutes. Yeah, yeah. he then got, he got real menacing, throwing out millions of dollars. Yeah. She embarrassed him on the floor. Yeah, yeah. nobody touched oh, you back God. on Tommy Corman. It's like everyone's literally doing that to you right now. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> like he he said, "Look, I'll give you a million dollars." Mary, if you don't like it, you don't get like Mary, you're fine. You keep the money. It's a win-win. But he got real desperate. And I got the sense at that point, like, there was, there was no million dollars, and if the, she tried to leave, that she'd be under that casino. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then that's when Nicolas Cage jumped out of a plane dressed as Elvis. He had a parachute. I'm just thought where he's just like, no one embarrasses me. It's like, sir, who's watching you? Everybody is currently on slot machines trying to win money. Mm-hmm. I own yeah. Vegas. It, I guess. It's Vegas. <laughs> City, baby. I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's, actually, he's obviously late for a, uh, a Cisco and Ebert show. I want to talk about, like, he's like, hey, you owe me $65,000. Uh, but, you know, I just want a weekend with your, your girlfriend. That's it. And then it's like how they're going to have um, dinner and a show. And then he's like, casually, hey, I'm going to take you to Hawaii. <laughs> like, yeah, what? She, she <laughs> that real easy. I mean, I mean, she thought about it, but then it's a, look, this whole fucking movie's fucked in hindsight. <laughs> like, what about the bit, like, when she finds out the initial plan from her boyfriend, and then she's literally screaming in the lobby of the hotel. <laughs> oh, you turned me into a in front of children. She did sound like yeah. a country bumpkin when, when she said In front of the children. Yeah, yeah, in front of was, an arcade. No, kid, that yeah. was fun. What are fucking kids doing in Vegas? Hilarious. They're not old enough to be there. There was an arcade. It was an arcade, yeah. You gotta start them somewhere. I, most casinos do have arcades, and here's why. And I know this from personal experience. Hmm. Like, the Silver Star Casino over Mississippi, oh. I spent a lot of time there because my dad had a gambling problem. So he would take us over, and he would give me like 100 bucks in quarters and just dump me in the arcade. And said, whenever you get tired, go up to the room. You'll be fine. I was like, uh, uh, sure, Pops. Thanks. Yeah, that, that was uh, my 21st birthday. My parents took me to gambling. They were like, here's $350. And at the end of the trip, everybody was like, how much did you make? And I was like, I still have $150. Like, how? I went to the arcade. <laughs> I mean, that's shitty, but could you imagine the damage $100 Dave and Buster's would do? You could fucking oh, do great. some damage. Well, the only bad thing is like the, the Silver Star Arcade was about the size of your basement. Mm-hmm. Like, Gross. It's not a lot. It had a DDR machine in it. It did have a DDR machine. I used to be really good at DDR. It was yeah. big enough for that. It was the only game they had. <laughs> DDR. <laughs> like, there was that one thing was called Cruisin' World. It yeah. was purple. It had like DDR and like World. Mortal Kombat 4. Yeah. Like yeah, it wasn't bad. Like I would I would go in the arcade and, and my mom would be in the room drinking heavily and dad would be losing money. Man, that's uh, a, a great family vacation. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was just wonderful. <laughs> See that like I I don't have a lot of my, my family's vices, right? I don't I don't take anything stronger than fucking Tylenol PM. And I, even that, I don't like. It gives me nightmares. Uh, but I have a gambling problem. Like, I cannot go to the casino <laughs> because I think I'm smarter than everybody else <laughs> and that I know the odds better. And even though I know, like, half of my brain is like, don't do that. The other half is like, but if you do that, imagine what could happen. You're cage in this movie. Yeah, like, I absolutely <laughs> understand how that happened. Like, 100%. Like, you've got a... It's a fucking straight flush. Yeah. Like, like th- no brainer. Statistically... Yes, you absolutely go all in on that. Like, he had a straighter flush, though. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, I was like, what the fuck the are the odds? odds? Of that ha- like, he had, there had to have been a draft where James Conn clearly cheated. Yeah. Like, he had to have cheated. Uh, oh, yeah. But so, yeah, I don't, that's why I don't go to casinos. I want to go to the casinos. I think I do really well at the casinos, but I also think I do pretty bad at the casinos. Cause I, I remember I that night with you and, the, you and the quarter machine. <laughs> yeah, well, I came away 20 extra bucks from uh, yeah. that. So, um, <laughs> I've only been to one, but I do enjoy the beer they keep bringing me. I just stuck to the penny slots. Well, that's part of it. They keep bringing you alcohol, and they pump oxygen into the room to keep you awake so you gamble more. I want to suck on the roof. That's why they'll comp hotel rooms and shit and buffets, because like Mm -hmm. that's nothing compared to the money that some of these people lose. Uh, And I knew I had a problem on my senior trip. It It was a cruise, and some of the guys there, because like, I was, it was a Christian school. 
uh, and I was the only one who had lived anything other than a sheltered Southern Baptist life. Uh, so like, I knew what I was doing. I'd been playing cards with my dad and his, his car salesman buddy since I was 11. I'd always won because they were drunk and I'm smart and they were dumb. <laughs> uh, but like a couple of the, the chaperones and some of the schoolmates I had were playing penny poker. And they asked me, like, a guy named Tom said, hey, Snipes, you want to play? I know you like poker. So yeah, like, what, what, was that penny poker? Like, yeah, yeah, we just... You know, Penny is like, okay, well, call me when the buy-in's $20 because yeah. I don't play for less than that. And I walked away, and I'm like, hmm, I wasn't joking just then. I might have a problem. And then there was a casino <laughs> on the ship. Oh, God. And the main chaperone, uh, Hunter, I was like, Hunter, let me, let me go in there. I'm old enough. I'm old enough. I'm, I can go in there. I'm old enough to go in there. And he's like, don't do it. If you do that, I'm going to hurt you. I'm like, Hunter... That's smart. I appreciate you looking out for me. <laughs> but look, I could come back. Like we could, we could go buy like a whole bunch of Coca Cola. And she's like, do you want a new shirt? I'll get you a shirt. Just give me twenty dollars and let me go. If you go, I'm gonna hurt you. I'll slap you on your sunburn again. I was like, but I'm already bleeding, Hunter, because this is like day twelve, and we're on the equator. And they don't let you wear shirts in the pool. And sunscreen doesn't help me. I'm pale as fuck. So I have burned and peeled and burned and peeled and burned and peeled and then bled and burned and peeled. Ow. Like, and he and I both just the same way. So like, there was one point we're slapping each other because we're mad. Because, again, he was, he was like the assistant principal of the school. But we was never a, like he was my best friend in that stupid school. He's still one of my favorite people in the world. He paddled you, didn't he? Uh, no. like he, <laughs> no, he just sunburn slapped him continually. I never got paddled. I was a good noodle. Shit, I got my ass whooped in school. <laughs> I got threatened. I never did get the paddling. No, there was one point he said something smart. Like, because we just back and forth. He said smart it off. And I was like, oh, fine. And I popped him on his back. And he's mm. like, oh, no. And I know it's exactly what's going to happen. So I just pulled my shirt tight, turn around, and go, just make it quick. Uh-huh. And he's like, as <laughs> hard as he can. And so another guy comes in the room and just sees us both just... What's wrong? And at the same time, we both scream, get out! (laughs) So that's why I don't gamble. (laughs) Because it gives me sunburn. PTSD. (laughs) You hear the sound of dice hitting a table, and you're just like... (laughs) So never go to a back room... Poker game. Well, y'all shouldn't take me to a casino in general. Also, never, Bad idea. never have a. Apparently, don't ever accept a straight flush with a jack high. No, you always. It's, it, they're right. It's unbeatable. James Conn cheated. So I got a better I, idea. Don't offer your girlfriend as a fucking prize. He did. Technically, he didn't offer it. Exactly. Yeah. Technically, he didn't offer it, but still, he. They could. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know they had to move the plot forward, but Jimmy did say, "Hey, you could just fucked off." Yeah, yeah. that wouldn't make an interesting movie. Made it like a fucking hunt movie. Yeah, mm. no, like this movie could Ooh, easily be made, remade as like a horror film. Oh, it's yeah. just like a Hollywood, Hollywood, you you better pay us if you fucking take this shit. Oh, they're just gonna remake it. They're gonna <laughs> make him a tech billionaire, and then it'll just be that. Oh, it God. just ties into the Van Damme movie Hard Target. There you go. I saw the sequel to that at fucking replays. Oh, no. There's a sequel to Hard Target? A fucking apparently. Starring your boy. Which boy was that? Uh, he, he had that great quote. I don't know what I'm going to be in next, but I guarantee you it has a two or Scott three. Scott Adkins. Yep, yeah. he's a star. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's done so many Van Damme sequels. Wow. I love that guy, though. He's good at what he does. Yeah, he is good. <laughs> it's going to be like, what was it today? I figured out that there were four Dirty Harry sequels. Yeah, oh, yeah. Damn, I just I've typed, seen none of those movies. We were, we were playing the boss office game, and I just typed in "Dirty Harry 2, and then like gave me their movie name. I was like, I had no idea. Dirty no. Harry Three. Oh Jesus Christ! You, you want you want something to blow your mind? <laughs> There's actually seven Smokey and the Bandit movies. No, yeah. uh, seven. I seven. swear to God, it's at Barnes and Noble. They had it on DVD. I thought there were seven. only three. There uh, were, but they gave the more. Fuck did they make the other four? <laughs> well, you you remember there was a Dukes of Hazard sequel to the Johnny Knoxville, Sean yeah. William Scott one? Oh, oh yeah, I didn't watch it. Yeah, it was terrible. No. But no, they they've got like seven total. And you know they made a fifth Rocky back in the eighties. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> have Have you seen that TikTok where um, uh, somebody uh, actually found a VHS set of the first five Rocky movies? Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Two and five are still wrapped. (laughs) That's not... Like, I had friends in high school who'd never seen Rocky, and they wanted to see Rocky. I was the only one who owned Rocky. So I was like, okay, look, we're short on time. We'll do one, three, and four. 
because two is essentially the same movie except he wins. Yeah, that's yeah. that's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> so we watch one, three, and four. And everybody's like four is everybody's favorite because four is for Rocky. Around yeah. okay. <laughs> four is for this ten thousand year old movie. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, so Stallone is fucking pissed about right now. I'd be mad too. He, he wants wrote his those, baby back. He wrote those movies, and the studio wanted uh, the first Rocky. They they wanted to buy the script and then have James Caan play Rocky. What? Oh yeah, yeah. That's and true. Stallone said, "I will bury this script in the backyard before I let anybody else play fucking Rocky." I wouldn't try and get in Stallone's backyard. He'd kill you. <laughs> He's expendable. And, and so now the, oh, the yeah. producers Aha. of Rocky have a lot of the rights. So they're making a Drago sequel. And Stallone's like, I didn't want you to do that. That's my shit. And they're like, fuck you. And then Dolph Lundgren's like, hang on. I didn't know this. They just wanted me. They gave me money. Uh, I'm just going to stay back here until this gets worked out. Bye-bye. <laughs> you, you guys talked this out. I'm going to go... I don't know. Fishing. Yeah. I love money. I love Stallone. Uh, I'll be over here. <laughs> Can't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame him for being upset about it. Yeah. So Nicholas Cage lands <laughs> <laughs> in Hawaii. <laughs> oh, and, and what about Sarah Jessica Parker? Now, I've never been to Hawaii, so I don't know what the beaches are like, but she couldn't hear... Nicholas Cage screaming at her. Well, I mean, but having been next to loud oceans before, that um, from that distance, yeah. Okay, but she could hear James Caan having a normal conversation like we are right now. Well, it's because he was right there next. She was well, listening for it. Okay, because like, I guess, but it's still... if you're next to really loud noise and you're not expecting to hear someone shouting at you, that's true. Versus someone right next to you, you're straining to hear. Hmm. It just took me out a l- for a little bit, and then, and then they had a normal conversation in front of the whole crowd at the end. Yeah, basically. So it's like your hearing's weird. Well, that's you know? just, that's <laughs> just for the movies. So. I mean, like in real in real life, yeah. like it'd be like <laughs> people just fucking just noise everywhere. Everybody just being T pain. What? Everybody, everybody's just lip syncing. Little John. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's true. You are right. That's Little John. T pain is auto tune. Oh yeah, I love yeah. T pain. T-Pain's a funny guy. Yes. He also, yeah. He's also a huge Tekken fan. It doesn't really? need fucking auto-tune. Yeah. No. He's he's great. Great. That's, I that's, get that it sells, but he doesn't fucking He doesn't need, need it. He's well, a he, phenomenal singer. The th- like I watched a Netflix, because again, we've talked about the movie, so I watched a Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what talking time now. I'm talking about T-Pain now. At this point, there, there's a Netflix show about pop music. Yeah. <laughs> and there's an episode on autotune. T-Pain, when he heard that Cher song, Believe, he was like, his, he was already in music. He was like, I have to find out what's doing that because that's amazing. That'll set me apart. And I love the sound it makes. And he's still got to make all the beats. He's got to do the lyrics and shit. He just uses the autotune to give it sound. And then Usher, who is well known to be a jackass, like called him up on a plane once. Like they're both on the same plane. And he called T-Pain forward and said, man, you know, you ruin music for real singers. And like T-Pain spiraled into depression and shit because uh, Usher's a prick because they were friends until then. Usher's just like... Being a piece of shit. Thanks, Usher. You gave us Justin Bieber. Yeah, fuck yeah. off. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, yeah no, T Pain did the he like he he bought every uh, program he could find. He f- got cracked versions from every friend he had until he found the right one to make that share noise, and that's when he started doing his stuff. Nice. And then he did that Tiny Desk concert for NPR, and everyone's like, "Wow, he can sing!" And he was like, "He said he was super insulted by that. Like, yeah, of course I can. Mm. Like, like why are you all surprised?" But he's very more much at peace now with what he does, and he's like, I just I like what I do, and I make money at it. So fuck the haters. Can't hate him, yeah. He was I mean, on the, he's on a mass singer too. Yeah, like. he was at, like funny about that. That season, I had to bite my tongue in half because uh, Ken and Eli both were watching it, and I'm like, I hear the monster sing that first episode. It was T Pain. I'm like, that's fucking T Pain, because I love that NPR Tiny Desk. I'd listen to it a hundred times. Yeah. As soon as he starts, I'm like, that's T Pain right there. And I'm like, hey, have you guys watch it? Yeah, yeah. Like, Who do you think that is? Oh, we no, I just, I, it's T Pain. I didn't clock it until the very last fucking episode. <laughs> the hit, the I can do this anywhere, like on, on a boat. Or, and I was uh. like, oh, that's funny. and then somebody in the background was wearing the hat. I was like, is that fucking T Pain? Yeah, <laughs> and it was. And I, I was yeah. yeah. I love the fact that he, they actually had Toys R Us back when they were a thing. Rest in peace, Toys R Us. What? What's that? No one remembers no, no, that. You shut up. It was Halloween. Only right. Right. <laughs> right, right, that one. It was the same thing when Daughtry uh, was on. It's a spirit Halloween now. Singer. Now, Toys R Us actually had one of the microphones 
that were like yeah. T-Pain microphones. There's an app you can get. And you a can... T- like a T-Pain sponsored app. Nice. Your vo- it's like $100. Oh, wow. Wait, I'm sorry. Did I just... Did I hear you say Daughtry was on The Masked Singer? Uh-huh. I thought the point of that show was to bring people on you wouldn't think could fucking sing. Daughtry has always been able to sing. It's half and half. It's it's more like people who want to revitalize their careers. Yeah. Daughtry was great, though. I mean, yeah. I w- Do you know he's a comic book artist, too? Really? Yeah. He's, he's done some variant covers for DC. He's oh. very good. I know he okay. played fucking Hugo Strange in a Bat in the Sun joint. Oh, he is oh, super nice. duper yeah. nerdy. Love Daltrey. He looked the part really and well. Like, grew his beard all gnarly. I believe yeah. that. And I after that. American Idol, uh, Fuel offered him the position of lead singer. Because oh. his big song during his season was Hemorrhage. Yeah. And he was like, ah, I appreciate it, but I want to be my own thing. And that was smart. That was smart of him because his own thing was much better than a yeah. Fuel revival. That debut album was solid. I, I like, really enjoyed. I like it. all of his stuff. He's very good. Second album wasn't bad either. Yeah. I kind of. I just. I guess fell off. I didn't know. I didn't even know he kept making CDs after that. To be honest, yeah. well, <laughs> apparently not. He showed up on the mask. Goddamn singer. The man is talented. What the fuck? You got Rudy Giuliani on there? <laughs> fuck you. He's probably melting underneath the suit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so Nicolas Cage lands in the middle of Las Vegas. <laughs> not gonna lie, that's my favorite thing to do, and I want to make sure everyone knows that's not like a hard cut. There's no editing there. That's just a beat of silence, and then so Nicolas Cage, and it, just, it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> so now second, I know technically this was before Con Air, but now second of film with uh, Nick Cage in a plane over Las Vegas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there are a lot of repeats in his filmography that you wouldn't expect, uh, like certain things. Because he also did Con Air uh, Two, Leaving Las Vegas, <laughs> Con Air yeah. Three. So he's in he's in Vegas. Yeah, like several Leaving times. Las Vegas. Can we just mash all three of those movies together and make some kind of like weird amalgam <laughs> like, film? Is Eight Millimeter in Vegas? I, I haven't seen so. it, but is it in Vegas? I think it's in Los I, Angeles. I think Snake Eyes is. Oh, Snake Eyes. I haven't seen that one either. Yeah. Eight Millimeter, I watched that when I was way too fucking young to watch it. Yeah. I hear that was yeah. rough. It, it uh, was. It was difficult. Mm-hmm. It, it, I did not have a good time after. I was like 11, mm. and that movie's fucked. Yeah. Uh, not gonna lie, I'm not looking forward to that episode. That was a HBO Saturday Night Movie, and it's just yeah. like, oh yeah, like two in. <laughs> I don't know. That was, that was like a Saturday Night thing for me and my mom was watch the HBO Saturday Night Movie because mm-hmm. that's how how I also got scarred off watching Event Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need eyes to see. You need to shut up. <laughs> man, that movie ruined me on Sam Neill. And I love that man because I love Alan Grant so much. I am pissed I missed out on that fucking steel book that just came out for that movie. It was mm. an anniversary edition. I've still never oh, seen it. Oh. Mm. Like, it's one of those things, like, a lot of people who saw it when they were young hype it up super hard. Yeah. It doesn't hold up to that level. But it holds up. Oh yeah, it's well, like practical effects. I heard is fucking gnarly. Oh as no, shit. It's, it, like it's really good. It's really it's <laughs> fucked up. It is pretty scary. Um, I also watched Sphere around that time. That Dustin Hoffman one. Yep. I, I wanted that. to like that one a lot more than I did, but I thought it didn't go far enough. That one had Ed Norton in it, didn't it? Uh, oh, wait, it's Samuel L. Jackson. Oh yeah. And I was thinking of the Mark Wahlberg Dustin one, Hallman. Maurice Witherspoon. I'm thinking of something else then. No, you're Fear? thinking of Fear. Yeah. yeah. Fear. Yeah, I thought, no. That's what I thought he said. No, it's no. Sphere. Sphere. Oh, oh fuck. Sphere. Never mind. I thought oh, he said sorry, Sphere. I thought I said Never fear. mind. My bad. Yeah, no. Sphere. Yeah. Turn on the fucking subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Good night, everybody. Like, now I remember Sphere. Oh god. Yeah. Like I liked that one a lot. I just it it felt like it was too restrained. And then, like. A f- was it a few years later they got that one like the cube or whatever with that like cube? Yeah, there, yeah. you know there's like six cube movies. No, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> that's man. Been together? No, I guess I got something I can work on. Now. <laughs> Um, so what does Nicolas Cage do again, yeah. Jimmy? <laughs> he lands in Vegas. He finds Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, they reunite. And she's like, I was an idiot. And he's like, I jumped out of a plane. And then they get married and everyone's happy. And all of the Elvises are there to witness it, and it's fucking great. Oh, yeah. A few of them are crying. It's Mm -hmm. hilarious. I love Nicolas Cage's friend that he's like, his bookie slash dentist that he keeps calling. Yeah. (laughs) Those bits were just hilarious. They were fun. They're like, I need money. Oh, yeah? Oh, you owe money to that guy? Hey, he owes money to that guy. And then our guy's like, what the tubes are like? The gun. (laughs) Fuck. And then as Cherry makes the sign of the cross, all that. I was about to say, I just did it. I pulled a Wenzel and did a visual bit on the (laughs) podcast. And he's got the three TVs behind him with the sports games on because he's also a bookie apparently. Yep. 
That's pretty accurate. Dennis got to make bank too. Again, my dad had a gambling problem. Oh, yeah. yeah. I knew several bookies. Well, so did you know a dentist bookie, though? No. Okay. No, there was an old British guy. Oh, okay. Uh, he was a bookie. His name was Willie. Um, Willie the British bookie guy. Yeah, he honestly... <laughs> that wasn't even you remember, British accent. You remember Snatch? Yeah. Uh, the the one with the glasses. The, oh, yeah, the bad guy. Right. It looks a lot like him, actually. That's terrifying. Yeah, no, in hindsight, yes, it wasn't fun. Because that guy in that movie actually scares me. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I like that movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, Nicolas Cage lands in you Las Vegas. Fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you said, like, Cage has done a lot of movies in, like, Vegas. Yeah. So why, they, they need to make, like, an, an Oceans movie, but it's all the characters uh, that Nicolas Cage has played Ooh. in Vegas, and just have him play all of them. I'd be down for that. Yeah. Sure. I really like the soundtrack, too. I like mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah, the, definitely. The Elvis like, songs. There's, there's a lot of backlash these days because of that terrible movie, and because Elvis was not a good person. Like, yeah, it... He wasn't a, he, for the time. He was okay. Like now, he's not a good person. But I love the music. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's fucking Elvis. The shaking, shaking his dick. They had a lot of uh, like <laughs> needle drops in it too. Like when he yeah. went to jail. Yeah. Yeah. It's like somebody literally like paused the song. Uh, it was like fuck. What was it? Jailhouse Rock. Mm-hmm. It was playing, and then it stopped. It cut to Sarah Jessica Parker and James Con, and then it goes back to Cage, and it's like play it back, and it's like yeah. wow. That's- well, there were a couple times like doors would close on beat, yep. which I thought was neat. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, it was, like, it was. The music was really integrated well. Yeah, I, it was a really fun movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Again, I'm just glad to watch it with the group. Right. So, yeah, well, I mean, we were that, happy to have you. No, I'm, I'm glad y'all invited me. But no, in general, yeah, I think it was. Was more enjoyable that way, for yeah, sure. Hell yeah, absolutely. Time. I, I mean, like I, I, I talk shit, but I talk shit on a lot of shit that I love, <laughs> and I really enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I was just kept like flip flopping in my head. I could easily give it a four. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I'd have to rewatch it, but I, yeah. I could, I could bump it up. I think. Yeah. This is totally so. This is like, like a fucking like. A Sunday lazy day afternoon movie. Yeah, it's like, yeah. film. Yeah, yeah and like Justin up. said, Sarah Jessica Parker was enjoyable in this. So yeah. I'm, like, uh, I'm struggling to think of anything else that she's in other outside of Sex in the City. Uh, do right. The fl- oh, wow, <laughs> Flight of the Navigator. <laughs> Which one? Flight of the Navigator. That's the thing because oh, I was thinking too. Mm-hmm. Other than like the the very few like episodes of Sex in the City that I would mm-hmm. like, you know, flip back and forth when I was a kid <laughs> for obvious reasons. She's actually been in a lot of stuff. You just like watching the city. I guess I just I like watching the boobs that were in the city when I was a <laughs> child. I remember the show coming on. Like I remember all, seeing all the commercials for it and just being like very. I was just like, okay, yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, but after watching this movie, I really don't... I mean, like, Mars Attacks, I know I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, um, she was in Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Well, obviously, uh, right. I'm going to watch Hocus Pocus, yeah. too. Fail, oh, yeah. Failure to launch with Matthew McConaughey. Matthew. Have not seen it, aware of it. A lot of, basically a lot of romance movies that my mom really, really liked. And also, that fucking tan was pre- Timo Supremo in this movie. Yeah. By God. Yeah. yeah. Like Christian j- just sweat and pissed. <laughs> he can't wait to write a joke about her dead relatives. <laughs> <laughs> like just heat the heat, brother. Yeah. <laughs> we were there. So basically we had a good time. Go watch the movie. Yeah. Uh, so stop giving T Pain shit. He's great. Who's still giving T Pain shit? Uh, no. Sure. Usher them on the list right next to Cusack. Oh God! It's like that fucking list from Billy Madison. Yeah, pretty much. Like the- or Jericho's list. Just a whole scroll of people that the podcast doesn't much like. I, I mean- saw I saw a TikTok of somebody just reenacting that scene from Billy Madison. Got like just stupid fucking likes. I was always like, well, I'm just going to like recreate episodes of Wheel of Fortune with the wheel over yeah. here. Well, I mean, it's just that's just member berries. Somebody going, hey, remember this? I remember that. Mm. Uh, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's, that, it's that good, good nostalgia juice I, I right guess, in your veins. I guess technically I did one. It was about um, fucking uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Mm. Like somebody was like, hey, check out this new copy of the movie. And I was like, hey, you remember that time? They were like, actually, it's Live, Die, Repeat. Edge of Tomorrow. I was like, I don't have a joke for this. I just want to see if y'all remember this shit. I'm still mad they did that. <laughs> People are like, actually, I'm like, no, fuck, no. <laughs> the DVD cover art says otherwise. <laughs> there you go. Big font means big things. I don't know what the fuck. 
Sarah Jessica Parker was good. <laughs> yeah. Nick, I thought Nick Cage was really good. I oh yeah. I, yeah. I, I just had not talked about his performance at all. I thought he was solid. Like a pretty like. Like all around, we got a little bit of crazy, but it wasn't like too over the top. Like, no, it, it, it was funny how he made his crazy almost seem like it was kind of normal. Yeah. It was believe it was yeah. very believable that yeah. that character would act that way faced with those situations. When he's like talking to, especially like when he's talking to uh, James Con's kids, mm-hmm. and all when he comes to the house in Hawaii. Yeah, and his eye acting in this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there yeah. was the airport scene. With, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Ben Stein. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice little light cameo. Another star of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> Pat Narita. Yeah. yeah. Was yeah. a taxi driver. Yeah, fucking fucked me up seeing him without a stash. Yeah. yeah I am not going to lie. <laughs> I was not ready for that shit. But uh, like every performance was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, fun. it was just a fun movie. I enjoyed it. The bad I did too. It was a good time. Could all, I had to stop chasing... <laughs> The Sarah Jessica Parker to eat food in a kitchen. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, I, it looks good. That dude. Now I think about it, that guy. The guy who ate all the time was in Goodfellas. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so many people. Yeah. So, I don't know his name. Movie full of character actors. Yeah. Just so many good things. Ray Romano's dad. Uh, yeah. Peter I, was, was, wasn't uh, the guy that played Bobby Six Killer in Renegade in that too? Like he played like a background character. I want to say a cop or something? When they're, I'm not familiar. Oh, okay. But I mean, he used to have like a mullet when he was on Renegade. I've that show never with seen Loren- Renegade. The what show is Renegade? With, the one with Lorenzo Lamas. Who is that? Never watched anything. Okay, Lorenzo never mind. Lamas. Never mind. I'm just nope. I mean, if you if just all they don't know about that. Frank, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> if we're just throwing out old shows that nobody remembers, I can go I with guess, Demon yeah. Knight and Nightman. Oh God, <laughs> Nightman. Yeah. Oh, Lorenzo Lamas was in the first Grease and had a crush on Olivia Newton-John. He played the jock. That Lorenzo Lamas played the jock I, in the I, mean, I know who Lorenzo Lamas yeah. is. Oh, okay. I, okay. I still the, don't. The other guy. I'm saying I've never no, seen anything no, with gotcha, Lorenzo Lamas gotcha. in it. I know of him. Ah. <laughs> I like the old shows like Gunsmoke, <laughs> Bonanza. Are you guys remember that Heath Ledger movie where he had the spear that pierced the side of Christ and it lasted four episodes and ended on a cliffhanger? It's called Roar. No. What? Yeah, look that shit up. <laughs> no, I, that was like his first major role. Listeners, he was like a barbarian of some kind. He found the spear of Christ, and it it possessed him and made him evil. And the show got canceled. That's almost as big of a, a thing as the end of Alf, where he's captured oh. by the government and never seen again. Don't talk about oh, the end of Alf, man. Talk about a show Alf. that needs to come back, right? <laughs> Like he just like and make it like make the first episode like the biggest budgeted fucking jail breakout fucking scene you've <laughs> ever seen in your life. By the way, when's that figure coming, Justin? <laughs> I don't know. Eventually, I know. And then go straight to how it was shot normally. Yeah, yeah that's the one. <laughs> I wasn't making any of that up. That is, that is a hell of a poster. Oh yeah, that's roar. Yeah, that was a show. Wowzer Bowser. Yeah. Right. Also, how Ryan Gosling play young Hercules in a prequel show on the Disney Channel to the Kevin Sorbo Hercules show. God, I remember that, wow. actually. Yeah. Oh, I remember You're that. You're welcome one. for all of that. Huh. Ryan Gosling, yeah, he did start off in his, as a Disney kid, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yep. sure did. I forget about that. Holy fucking shit. Whole bunch of weird shit up in this noggin, I tell you what. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's weird. I, was, I watched a lot of Disney. I th- if anything, I probably watched a lot more Disney Channel growing up than... I was like Nickelodeon, Disney Channel... Cartoon Network. Yeah. Was, I remember yeah. Fergie being in Kids Incorporated. Mm. Nobody remembers Kids Incorporated. What is that? I'm not that old. I would I'm watch not. Nick at Night, too. To I watched a lot of old shows there. <laughs> These happy days are yours and mine. Yeah. Uh, those <laughs> always oh, Nickelodeon. When, when Nick at Night came Kids on, I was just like boring. Kids Incorporated was Disney Channel solely. So. I didn't watch that much. Are Disney. you calling Dick Van Dyke boring? How dare you? You son of a bitch. How dare you? That's How right. Fight me. <laughs> I will. Oh, you were you. Shirt. You don't deserve to wear what they're wearing. You just made the list. Sweet. I'm going to fucking write it in lipstick on the wall. <laughs> and, and I'll, don't clean, I'll clean it up afterwards. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> that was a good bit. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well... Watch Honeymoon in Vegas so and Nicholas then Cage leaving Las Vegas <laughs> after he lands. <laughs> he already said the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, watch Honeymoon in Vegas. It's the fun one. Leaving Las Vegas is the sad one. 
That's the Oscar one. Yeah. Honeymoon was fun. Uh, leaving? Yeah. Not so fun? Leaving, not so fun. Oh, leaving, man. depressing. We still have to yeah. watch leaving. Yeah. It's because you're broke. Well, well yeah. <laughs> Actually, like, leaving Las Vegas, the title's uh, a little misleading. Yeah, a little misleading. Yeah. Anyway, I uh, want to thank everybody for listening to the show. This was a fun one. I enjoyed this. Yes. Yeah. It's a good totally. time. So we'll do the plugs. We'll head out of here. Cannon. Yes. Where can the people find you, you social media influencer, you? Well, they can find me at that Cannon guy on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, Goodreads, and the TikTok. Sandman, what are you doing here? Oh, shit. <laughs> you made your own kendo stick. I fucking did, and I'm proud of this. I- I'm shocked nobody at work was like, what the fuck are you doing? No one stopped me. I was I was trying to be sneaky about it. Like though. I was nine of like, the people you work with are all friends. Well, yeah, but I'm, but but yeah, I was like basically making a, a kind of a weapon at work. It's not a real weapon, y'all. It's literally like well, pieces of coral board, and it just sounds like it hurts. It really doesn't. I don't know. You can probably fuck up somebody with a sunburn with this. Yeah. Sorry, that was a long plug. Jeremy, yeah. where do people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Toons Cosmic Reality. You can also find me on Letterboxd at Backwards Hero, and I'm also on twitch.tv slash Backwards Hero for randomly streaming video games and talking sometimes. Cool. Emilio. Uh, the only thing I'm plugging is my Instagram, SuperChico80. Just toy photography, man. It's good stuff. Thank the only you. The thing I'm plugging is my butt. Uh, <laughs> No. And you can find me, uh, Captain Chimmy's Kind of Art, Captain Chimmy's Almost Music, Captain Chimmy's Toy Box. Uh, you can also find me at the comic strip here in Tuscaloosa. I sell comics. It's a good time. Uh, we have a merch store if you want to support the show. tpublic.com slash user slash Cajun Greatness. Also, you know, if you want to leave us some reviews, maybe some interaction on the social media, we've been getting a lot more of that. We want to thank you. That's very uh, validating. Thank you. It's thank very you. nice. Uh, shout out to our listeners from the, the all around the world, <laughs> like the, uh, yeah, Dublin. Yeah. We love you. Love you. Tappahannock. Love uh, you. A lot of Oklahoma City lately. Okay, so love you. Great Britain. Love you. A lot of good stuff. Love you. God, he's broken. Love you. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Steubenville. Leave us some more reviews. Yeah, do some social media stuff. Just say hi. We enjoy that. Hi. And uh, join us next week for another episode of our spinoff to a spinoff of a spinoff, Travolting Development. Cannon, do we know what we're watching yet? Well, yes, actually. And we're going to do it because of some sad news, unfortunately. But I think we're going to go ahead and knock Greece out in honor of Olivia Newton. Oh, shit. <laughs> Come on, man. Fuck. I was starting. I thank you for helping me out there. But, yes, uh, we're going to go ahead and knock that one out in memoriam. Just shows you're not hopefully devoted to her. I mean, Travolta's in it. Yeah. Uh. All you right, know, you well, know the fan theory about that. Be, uh, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it probably. Yeah. Spoiler. Fan theory. She was dead we'll the whole probably time. Probably. Talk about later. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, put the dick. God damn it, Frank. You, uh, fuck out. We'll see you next week with special guest postman Frank. He'll actually be on the show when really? we're not uh, throwing around. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, clear your schedule, Frank. Okay, but the mail never stops. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you all for listening, and in case we don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I need to watch Bye. the Truman Show. It's so good. I know. How absurd. Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? How absurd. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence.